Hi, welcome to our new video segment, Tink Chat. Um, in this new segment, we'll be talking about 3D printing in real-life situations and how it's applied there. Yeah, talk a little bit about the big world stuff, mm -hmm. uh, how that can all be distilled back down to an educational setting, um, why and why the students are learning this technology, um, because, well, the end goal is to eventually get to the big world stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm Andy from Tinkering. I'm Eugene. Uh, so, before we get to our first topic of this new segment, a little about us. Yeah, um, well, Tinkering is a 3D printing manufacturing company. We design and manufacture everything here in, well, Canada, Vancouver. Yeah. And we have a huge emphasis on education. And not just education from the perspective of, well, the word education. We really care about really finding that solution for teachers so that they can get students to, to use start this, on it. Take, yeah. take I mean, dip their hands into this technology. Well, use this technology to facilitate critical thinking and go through the design process. Mm -hmm. um, we'll chat a little bit more about that as we start getting into the topic. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of us in a, in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. um, behind us is uh, our production facility. You can see a couple of machines, yeah. little pros in the back. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, we're just using that as a backdrop for now. <laughs> uh, we'll maybe figure something out later. Yeah. So for today's uh, first topic, we're going to be talking about architecture 3D printing. Yeah, um, cement printing, 3D yeah. printing with cement. Uh, that's kind of where majority of the, uh, um, I'm gonna call it housing uh, mm -hmm. projects in 3D printing is right now. Yeah. Um, unlike traditional um, manufacturing methods for housing, so wood framing yeah. uh, in North America, uh, if you look at Asia, it's mostly like cement, cement. Uh, constructions. Yeah. Um, or even going to uh, warehousing construction where you can have mm -hmm. tow trucks uh, yeah. and then you, put, you know, kind of build them on set. Uh, 3D printing, I think, for the housing or, or architectural construction is an evolution of where we're going. Mm. It's uh, automated. It's robots doing yeah. the construction. Um, and if those of you that don't know, 3D printing is a technology that takes um, layers upon layers of material, uh, lay down one at a time until you mm -hmm. have kind of the, the vertical height. Yeah. And so... You know, these, these machines are going into these construction sites uh, pre-programmed, uh, mm -hmm. or somebody is pre-programming them or uh, pre-drawing. You know, yeah, so they design the, the outer layer first. The house. The, the yeah, they can design the whole house. Yeah. Uh, and then the machine, most of the time, only creates the four walls. The four walls. The, yeah, the outer walls. So um, they then go back in later to add the roof or, mm -hmm. or something else, um, but they don't usually close off the huh. top. Uh, now that I think about it, one thing that popped into mind. So, how would how would they actually add the insulation or like the wiring for plumbing or like anything like that? And, and while the house is being like built, would would we pause the three D printer or like? No, no. So that's part of the design process. Uh -huh. um, so uh, when you're designing something, uh, most of the three D designed homes are hollow. They've got yeah. this honeycomb structure, just like what you would see on the desktop three yeah. D printer. Uh, adds a little bit of structure. Would you like um, put insulation in it then? <laughs> well, you, I, I, I suppose you can do it then yeah. and there, but I believe most of the time they wait until the structure dries and cures okay. because of the cement. Yeah. Uh, and then they go in with uh, uh, little pilot holes or mm -hmm. the, the holes are pre-designed in mm -hmm. the actual walls and then they fill it with insulation oh, uh, through those holes okay. um, because the inside of the house still gets finished. They, yeah. they still get finished. Yeah. Uh, and so at that point they can plug the hole once mm -hmm. the installation is going. Oh, okay. So 
Yeah, I mean, rebars can be done when it's printing. Mm -hmm. um, uh, re reinforcement in terms of like wire meshing can go in yeah. while, while it's printing. Okay. Uh, actually, machines, I believe, lay those in while it's going, or construction workers can actually go physically put the, put the rebars in. Oh. Uh, but insulation, I haven't seen one yet where yeah. it's done at the same time. Yeah. Um, I think also cement does have a certain level of like insulation value. Oh. So um, perhaps it's not even needed because mm -hmm. you have cement on yeah. one side, you have air gap in the middle, yeah. and then you have another cement. Uh, I'm just thinking like in North America, like in some cities, it gets down to like negative 40. How would 3 printing houses actually help them there? Like if we don't put any insulation in between. Like right. in Calgary, it's like it gets to negative 40. It's right. pretty cold. Yeah. And would... would It'd be not as popular, I guess. No, I think we would we would probably see traditional housing stuff translated over. Like that's yeah. why it's an evolution. It's yeah. not a it's not a it's not totally drastic. Yeah. Um. So your traditional um like roofing framing still mm -hmm. goes in. Um, okay. Because you don't know what happens when you put you know cement arches that go over. Yeah. It, right. You I don't guess want... there's still a lot of testing right now. Yeah, it's in it's in super early stages. Yeah. Um and. Uh, well, regulations haven't caught up yet. Mm -hmm. um, seismic testing hasn't caught up yet. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, all these things uh, need to get there. But uh, in order for, I think, the industry to really push it forward, um, mm -hmm. I mean, we have some companies doing that now today, yeah. but only few because there just isn't enough people yeah. that know how to do this. Mm -hmm. yeah, right? So, and that kind of brings us to uh, the article that we pulled out. Um, and it talks about a, a home that was constructed in 2018. 2018. Uh, yeah. Again, the outer four walls were the mm -hmm. ones that was printed. I believe they had reinforcement bars put in. Okay. And uh, the company went in and uh, finished it off with the roof that was done traditionally, yes. and the interiors was then finished. I'm not sure yeah. if there was insulation put into that because the house was down in Texas. Yeah, it was down in Texas. Yeah. So uh, climate's a bit hotter than us mm -hmm. in Vancouver or any other cities in Canada. Yeah, but it's really cool though. Uh, the house was done in 24 hours. Yeah, 24 um, hours. First beta, uh, the, the first beta construction was $10,000 to yeah. make. Uh, but I think they said that they can actually um, tweak it down to like $4,000 yeah. just for well, making it. The ideal scenario is to bring the cost down. Yeah. Right? Um, I mean, if the homes can go down to uh, $4,000 for it, it's almost like a... It's almost like a studio suite, mm -hmm. uh, single bedroom, yeah. about 600 square feet, something like that, 400 yeah. square feet, 600 square feet, uh, and to be done in 24 hours, yeah, that's, that's pretty that's amazing. Really nice. right? Yeah, that, it's all these application, like, um, even for, like, disaster relief right now. Yeah, like, I mean, imagine thinking, imagine deploying the technology, the yeah. machines, and then having someone remote or even yeah. uh, physically there design the house for that environment mm -hmm. and then having a machine fabricated right there and then yeah. uh, 24 hours per house you can start to put people in um, yeah. I, mean, I mean Dorian just went through some parts of mm -hmm. uh, North America so yeah I think that's I mean that's just what we see here on yeah. Earth but we can also do the same thing while say on Mars yeah uh, NASA just recently also did a competition uh, competition uh, on design yeah yeah uh, on Mars. Yeah, on Mars. And so uh, there's two teams that went and competed. Uh, the price pool is really big for a competition of this uh, scale. I mean, the scale is not small by any means. Mm -hmm. uh, it was $700,000 for the prize pool. Two teams won. Uh, first place was a company uh, down, I think, in the US uh, yeah. called AI Space Factory. They got $500,000. It was a group mm -hmm. of individuals, a company that got around the idea of building habitat on Mars. And then the second was Pennsylvania State University. 
uh, who won $200,000. That's interesting because uh, Penn State actually has a couple of our printers. I wonder hmm. whether or not they use our printers to actually do any prototypes first. I mean, I would not be too surprised. I yeah. mean, the, the, the technology that we see on desktop printers are applicable to large scale yeah. ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Concept is exactly the same. That's, I think that's what's really important is that um, students that learn on these desktop printers, students that understand the creative process, the design process, mm -hmm. um, all these skill sets that are built up now yeah. can be applied when they get into industry, when they start to go into yeah. businesses and, or you know, crazy competitions mm -hmm. like this one yeah. um, and, to, and to build something that well, we've never seen before. Yeah, especially when design is such a prominent, uh, I guess, uh, topic right now. Like mm -hmm. everything is about design, like architecture, um, all these competitions, um, even like landscape and um, geography, like all those include designing it. So. Yeah, well, it's a pretty big thing. Uh, I mean, some of the biggest companies in the world base their whole entire companies off of design. Yeah, um, so it's definitely a key element in the future. Well, for sure. I, 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 well, as we start to see more automation, mm -hmm. as we yeah. start to see more um, uh, robots kind of being in play to make our lives a little simpler, I think uh, yeah. the skill sets start to shift a little bit more towards mm -hmm. creative elements. Yeah. Uh, and then leveraging the tools to kind of get what we want created and built uh, so that we can, well, do more amazing things. Yeah. Right. So and we see a lot of this in um, K-12. In, in K-12, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, we see a lot of what the students are doing. We see a lot of what the teachers are helping the students yeah. facilitate in their, in their, you know, in their skill sets. Um, and there's a lot of these interesting moments where interdisciplinary moments mm -hmm. happen or a student was able to really tap into their interest and passion. Yeah. Um, that engagement level for this technology is one of the key elements, yeah. I think, uh, to really you know, switch things up mm -hmm. it's not just about theory anymore it's not yeah. just about learning what uh, science and what elements do but it's actually act taking it and applying it yeah. in a scenario that the students can go oh that's really cool yeah. i didn't know that well especially when you when you design something you see your own design being built layer by layer right in front of you that just you can just see the sparkles in, in, in the children's eyes. Yeah, I like to say it blows the, their minds. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it blew my mind when I first started with right. this technology. So thinking about them, it's definitely like a whole new world opened up. Yeah, you know, so, so yeah, I mean, the design process um, in the classroom is one of those elements where, uh, you know, it does, when we, when we think about um, Steam STEM makerspace, yeah. uh, when, we, when we look at kind of, uh, even larger concepts, uh, just from a design uh, perspective, it's it's a really complex thing, mm -hmm. right? The design process helps us take a look at it, well, look at uh, these real world things and allows us to process it almost in like a structured way. Yeah, um, it allows us to look at uh, you know maybe designing a habitat on Mars. Yeah, uh, what are the conditions on Mars? We don't know yeah. that. We have to do some research. It allows us to inject a little bit of our personal um, biases in how the housing looks. Yeah. Every single project will end up looking slightly different. Yeah, well, right? with 3D printing, your, creative, your creativity is the limit, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, your inspiration too. Yeah. Oh, right? okay. So, <laughs> um, so, I mean, we all take inspiration from many different things. Like, yeah. Everyone grows up slightly differently. Just, yeah. Everyone is in a different environment. So uh, this technology is one of those ones where um, it really allows us as individuals to facilitate what we want the outcome to be. Mm -hmm. um, we can also facilitate, um, for example, if I'm gonna design a shoe for the masses, yeah, right? I can then think about how my design is gonna impact multiple people instead of yeah. just one person. Yeah. So 
it's what it's 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 unique in the sense that it's not just um, this 3D printing tool that gets you the same thing every single time. Mm -hmm. It's different for every single individual. Yeah. So that's what we see in the. I mean, that's what we've seen in the classroom. Yeah. We've also seen some stuff uh, where uh, some of the fundamentals have to be put in place. I mean, yeah. 3D modeling is a pretty key fundamental yes. uh, skill set for this technology. If we're going to be designing remotely, mm -hmm. uh, we're not thinking about what the technology is doing. We're thinking about what the visual space is doing. Mm -hmm. um, so that spatial awareness. Yeah, spatial awareness, yeah. math, sciences. Inter I mean, it's definitely interdisciplinary in mm -hmm. every sense uh, yeah. from what we can tell. So um, that's, being, that's being kind of shared with us through the, yeah. the teaching community um, as they leverage our technologies to bring it into the classroom um, to do all that. Yeah. Other than that, other, other than the fundamentals, um, sometimes teachers find that um, just by teaching fundamentals, it opens doors to other subjects as well. Like, mm -hmm. for example, um, recently when we went to school, the teachers were teaching about friction. Right. And then it, it just led towards other concepts like driving um, when it's raining. Is, is it like, um, is it going to be uh, more slippery or like breaking the distance uh, yeah. that you're supposed to hold? Like, it opened new doors to new concepts that probably if you were teaching traditional with theories that you would never touch upon. Yeah, or even terminologies that may go beyond what the curriculum yeah. covers right now, right? Um, because there's there's a certain level of engagement and passion that the students mm, want to yeah. get to know more. Uh, and uh, we've seen a lot of teachers really play up on that. Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't say play up is the right word, but they really use that engagement to uh, facilitate additional learning. Yeah. Um, and really not... And not in a forced way that we're seeing. Mm -hmm. The students just want to know more. Yeah, because they're just so interested yeah. from, from, I'm guessing, using this technology. Yeah. Right? I mean, they're trying to achieve a goal. If yeah. it's to make a car that moves better on a surface, surface. Yeah. then they need to do the research. They need to ask yeah. you know, uh, some of those really important questions and yeah. then apply that into an actual physical design that they can see it translate into an end, end goal. End goal. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, I mean, that's what is kind of happening in the 3D printing world uh, with regards to structures. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what we, you know, some of these things that we talked about with education, while it may not seem super connected right away, yeah. all the skill sets actually lead the students to those areas. Yeah. Um, and it may not just be architectural 3D printing. Yeah. It actually could lead into bioprinting. It could lead bio into, well, the simple prototyping yeah, uh, of, of a design. Well, um, even, even just... Uh I mean, 3D printing is in so many industries right now, like filming, filming yeah. like all the props that you see during movies, they're probably made by 3D printer. Yeah. Um, Bioprinting, as you said, like printing a new uh, tissue for you or a, like a, maybe a new organ. Um, we can talk about that yeah. maybe a later segment. Yeah. Like yeah. aviation, um, cars, shoes, apparel, like everything. The list goes on. Um, I mean, this technology really touches more than just... I mean, I think a lot of people think that 3D printing is just a technology that gets you the thing. Yeah. Um, and it may get you the same thing over and over again, mm -hmm. or perhaps that it's supposed to print a trinket that you download online. Yeah. And that may be the case, but uh, if you know the design process and you can do the creation, mm -hmm. this tool is much, much more than just something that gets you, well, an object you can download online. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I think that wraps up this segment. Mm -hmm. um, leave us a couple of comments uh, mm -hmm. about, you know, maybe your thoughts about this, this segment um, or just general questions you guys have uh, mm -hmm. about 
um, you know, how this technology is impacting the, uh, the education industry, uh, mm-hmm. where it's going. We'll probably answer some of those things. Yeah, we'll um, answer it in the next video. Yeah. Uh, and Or just in general, any question. Yeah. Uh, as or, long as it's in our capacity to yeah. answer them, uh, we will do that. Mm-hmm. Well, we also remember to click the subscribe button that's on the bottom and um, the bell button as well to make sure that uh, when we upload a new video, you'll be the first one to watch it. Awesome. Yep. Okay. We'll see you guys later. Yep. Bye. Bye.